Lawson Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. Woohoo! <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Hello, mate. Hello, mate. It's been ages. Yeah, not only has it been ages since you and I have uh, been together, because last time was at the wedding, and even then you don't really get to see Benidorm. each other. Benidorm, we had five minutes in an airport. Did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> five minutes in an airport. Oh, yeah. And I, I, and I, 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 yeah, fuck it, let's break that up now. I was so angry at you immediately in Benidorm, because for a three-day trip, you brought fucking luggage. Yeah. Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> well, well, I had a luggage case, and I I checked it in and I was just there going, I just need a rucksack. This yeah. is this is ridiculous. <laughs> I need a minute. I went, I saw you. We were like, oh mate, it's great to be here. And I went, I've got a I've got to pick up my luggage from a carousel. And I saw you immediately, just a life drain from your eyes. Just a seasoned fucking pro of traveler. And you're like, Well, I only have 10 kilograms of stuff. So I put it obviously, I checked it in, I stood in the queue and I'm like this fucking rookie man. And then you described the bag to me, started telling me a story, and I went, is that your bag? As it went past. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, for someone who travels a lot, I really fuck it up on a, mm. on a massive basis. Well, I'd be very excited because one of my, one of my big, I don't have many dreams in comedy because having achieved as much as I have, I think it would be very selfish to have any more. Um, but like one thing I would love to do, one thing I like when I see other comedians do it, I'm like, that's what I want is like the big version of, you know, so-and-so and friends on the road. Mm -hmm. Like not, I've done a couple in the UK and, and they're fun, but like, I'm like, it would be very good to go over with, you know, four support acts, the way Kevin Hart does. Yeah, like, yeah, it's an go, American style. Yeah, yeah, he, go, yeah, he goes out with the fucking five openers, right? Which I, which, look, get me, don't get me wrong, it's a really excessive amount of time. And in America, they don't really have intervals per se. Uh, it's a lot of table service. It might be different in the fucking arenas. But, like, I'm like, I would very much like to do that. Like, go on the road, take out you, take out Gareth, take out Cullen, Nelson, and, and all of our friends, and sort of put them on rotation. Yeah, I, I, we haven't got a diverse enough group for you to survive doing that. No, I mean, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You hey. white men comedy line up yeah, very yeah. quickly. And, and then the danger is, it's like, right, so we would sit there, and be, and because we've all grown in the past couple of years, we would be like, right, okay, uh, this is very straight white man, so what we should do is we should definitely invite a woman along. And then all of us would go, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's Jojo Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> in which case we could get away with we fucking anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of the time, I would just be so embarrassed to... No, I don't want to say it's my true self, right? Because, like, I, when, you, when you're with the boys, you absolutely regress. Like, that's part of the thing. Like, and, and you regress in different ways with different people. Like, I've got my friends from high school, the alleys, and, like, Cara will always laugh because once a month we try, we will go around to one of our houses... We will all bring our own television and we'll all bring our own PlayStation. Uh, great, yeah. And we hook them up and yeah. we play Diablo and we play Call of Duty and we fucking just do a little LAN party until three in the morning and we eat kebabs. Great. Because that's what we used to do when we were 14 years old, right? And when the three of us together, man, boy, do we regress, right? We, we, we fart constantly in front of each other. Like, we punch each other. Man, we hit each other in the balls. Like, yeah. you don't really do that as adults. Do you remember there was a night in Love Bar where me, you, Nick Cody started playing a game where we just smacked each other in the balls in an artist bar at four in the morning. 
And then we were all standing there covering our nuts and industry people are coming in going, what the fuck is going on here? Why is that Australian Englishman and Scotsman in the wall for a free kick? <laughs> someone lies, someone lies at the bottom beneath us. That was going on. That, I gotta say, that's the most fucking anti-football thing I'd... I'd oh, say, say what you want about the fucking Saudis. Mm. Say what you want about fucking blood money. Say what you want about all this shit. Football died when Lionel Messi laid down behind a fucking wall. Oh, my the God. The greatest footballer of all time reduced himself to being like, I'm going to use this little bitch tactic. <laughs> Me. Oh. I'm going off football. What is it? All the sex offenders now there's... There's people lying underneath a free kick. It bothers me. It is what bothers me. It makes it, it's just, it's, it's gross. Anyway, people hear when we talk about sports on this, because I don't know if you know this, but most of my fans are women. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm at, do, you, do you, do you know, what's, what, what is the, what does your audience look like when you walk out on stage? It's a mixture of older people and people who do cat. Okay. That's my, that's my demographic. <laughs> It's it's like older people who've come because they've heard me on my dad's podcast. And they're, they're great. They actually enjoy it. Yeah. This fringe, I've actually been really liking do, it. Do the older ones, like, obviously they're enjoying it because your stand-up is very good. But do you feel like because they've got you from your dad's podcast, is there a little bit of, like, uh, pride from them? Like, the fact that they're all like, oh, Mark Nelson's boy's doing... Martin Nelson. Nelson's, Martin Martin Nelson's Nelson. boy. Well, Martin Nelson's boy is well. The bar is very well. The bar's low to surpass that. <laughs> <laughs> if that kid just goes off and doesn't get a driving ban, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's already defeated his he's dad. In TV. <laughs> Martin Nelson's son is in more television than Martin Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they because I talk about my dad on stage this year yeah. in a way I've never done before. Yeah. It, it's a little bit weird to do that. And I can tell I'm starting to do all right in stand-up because I'm starting to get Nepo baby accusations, mm -hmm. which I never had before. Yeah. No one was ever looking at me get a midnight bus from, like, you Leeds. I get where you're coming from. I would, I, I would disagree. I would say when you first started, you were absolutely nepo baby because oh, that was you. That was you enough. That was you not being who you were as well. That yeah. was fucking 16, 17 year old you in a fucking little suit. I, no, I stand by the, the suit jacket thing because I went through a period when I was 18, 19. I realized this. I wasn't going to be young forever. Uh-huh. And what, I, a, what an observation. I, no, but you, I see it with, I've seen it happen to a comedian where he was 22 and still saying he was 18. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you shouldn't be 22 and having a stage age. Buddy. Preach, like keep going. Yeah. So he he kept that up and now sort of struggles with that a little bit. And I was like, all right, what do I like? I like dark comedy. I like this. And I'd go out there and I'd die, but I'd die as a better comedian than yes. doing well. And you have to go through a period where you have to suck to figure it out a little bit. And I've only just started to figure out what it is I do. I've only just start, I've only just got to 10 years yeah. in. So you can start going like, it's like in jiu-jitsu, when you get a black belt, that doesn't mean you're good at jiu-jitsu. It's just like someone goes, here's a move, you can do it to a level of competency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of similar within stand-up, where you go, oh, this is what I can do. I can do it to a level of competency. I've done the clubs and that now. And like, you don't want to stay on the clubs forever because I think people... People think performing to drunks is doing stand-up. And there's a difference between crowd-pleasing to drunks to doing good comedy. Right. This is an excellent point that I'm very glad uh, that you brought up. 
because I've always been not against like just I've, man I hate clubs that are described as fucking bear pits right yeah see like when you hear fucking uh, Joe Rogan and uh, who's the fucking big guy that you really like um, he's in everything Joey Diaz Joey Diaz yeah Joey Diaz yeah. when that crew when they're all talking about the fucking comedy store and they're like oh the late night shows are fucking bear pit but that's where comics become comics and you're whatever I look at all the comedians who are saying that sentence and I'm like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I couldn't play to your crowd, mm. but you would all bomb to shit in the French and also the glee, I would say. I, I don't know. I think American stand-up, the top level of it. Is the best in the world. We don't touch. We don't get anywhere near that here. Yeah. Agreed. But the mid-level of it, Americans are really... I'm always amazed at how little personality Americans have. Like they're very yes queen. They're very they like buy into influencer culture real easily. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the UK, we have a bit of that. Like I don't know if you know like Dino culture, like which is like Love Island. You oh. all of the, all of that sort of like. What's it called? Dino culture. I don't know. It's like, I guess it's to do with Dino cast, like Tom Skinner. That guy who goes Bosch oh, okay. and like, never spills his tea, and is now a national celebrity. Is that a TikTok thing? No, no, he's just he just he just used to eat like pie and mash for breakfast. Yeah, and in Britain, that's enough. I mean, that's, that's working class culture yeah, is enough to make that yeah, famous. Yeah, bangers, like, bangers and mash. Yeah, and it, I only just found out that they were called bangers because when they used to be done in like the proper intestines and you cook them, they would bang. Because oh, I never knew that. That's why. Well, that's why it's called bangers and mash. Oh, okay, yeah. I always I I always thought it was gonna be like fucking Cockney rhyming slang for some shit like. Hanger sausage bangers. <laughs> like, I don't fucking hanger from your sausage banger. I don't know. What, you know what the Cockney's are like. You're not one. No, no, no. I'm South London. Yeah, so yeah. people always, uh, I get, I, I once got a review going to Cockney Kid from Croydon and I put up on a map that it was like 13 miles oh, yeah. from the Bow Bells, which is where you. That's so funny. You saying 13 miles to Americans, they're like, oh, your neighbor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but we were saying about Rogan, all those guys, it, it's weird because I, I supported Shane Gillis. And I watched him and I was like, oh, no, dude, you're very fucking good. I would say probably the moment. Shane Gillis is probably best in the world right now. He's up there. Yeah, he's, top, yeah. He's, he's up there. I, w- I watched him do, and he didn't talk about any SNL stuff. He just went out and did an hour and 20 minutes of really good stand-up. That was fucking edgy. Yeah. Like, it was on the line, but he played it so well that I think as well in America... You get slightly here in the UK, but more over there. There's like a culture. So they've got the woke culture, stand-up, safe space stuff. That's huge. But then the opposite of that is also huge. So there's more space for yeah. both sides. Whereas here... Well, it's literally East Coast, West Coast. It's like you've got New York, which is the straight fucking stand-up, stand-up is stand-up. Don't get me wrong. You've got the West End where you can fucking... Uh, find like some improv stuff but it's that and then LA is more your fucking your your nerdy comedians your more left wing comedy don't the comedy store and the improv being an exception to that because you can still find uh, fucking clubs that are like you know I, I really like listening to Andrew Schultz on comedy because he's got a very a particular way he he dissects things very well mm-hmm. like his understanding when I first saw him I was like I don't know and then I, I watched more of him was like oh this guy's very good and then I listen to him on Rogan and the way he, he really dissected like East Coast comedy, you're in a smaller club, it's a colder climate, you're less relaxed, so it's pap, 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 pap. Whereas in the West Coast, everyone's having a good time, it's sunny outside, 
And he goes, that reflects not just in comedy, but in music. You listen to like Snoop Dogg, it's much more drawn out. And then you listen to like um, New York rappers and it's much more boom, boom, you know. Yeah, yeah, Biggie and like Tupac would be the perfect example of that. So it was like, it was like, I was like, oh, I never considered explaining something like, like the way he dissected culture was really interesting. But yeah, I think those guys and like going back to what I was saying, it's like here in the UK, I know comedians who I watch who smash clubs and I'm like, you've not said anything for 20 minutes. Yeah. You've gone out there, you've talked about drinking, you said your wife's a cunt. Yeah. And that's it. That that was 20 minutes. And the thing is, and there's nothing wrong with it because like those people smash fucking clubs, but you just go, there's no longevity in it because people will leave in the same way uh, that like I used to leave Lee Evans shows, which is like I had been crying with laughter for an hour and a half. And the next day, if anyone was like, what jokes did he tell? He'd be like, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and that's not criticism of that type of stand-up, but it's just in, in terms of longevity, for, you can smash for 20 minutes. And if that translates to people coming to your show, you can't just smash a show for 60 minutes. Like, I mean, you can. There are like, there are some comedians who can just do an hour of here's nothing but gold, Jesselnick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's where there's, you know, I, even then I would say that there is, there is a message in fucking Jesselnick's show and he does make points. and prayers, he makes a huge oh, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, and, and, and I think in, in well, the way Jesselnick does stand up, the very arrogance of what he does is him fucking, you know, eh, 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 explaining it um, and, and doing it very well. Um, I've lost my train of thought here still. About uh, the club comedy. You can't do it just straight for an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so so when you, and this is happening as well, and I would be interested to see how it happens with the comedians that are doing really well on the algorithm. The comedians that have, you know, I mean, you're doing really well, getting three clips up a week, making sure, getting a podcast, getting those clips out, getting people to you. That's a really good thing. And it's a lot of, it's a thing that a lot of old, bitter comics hate because it's they feel like they, they wouldn't lower themselves to do it. And what is actually happening is they're just not acknowledging that the game has changed and, and comedy is different yeah when, when you're bringing that new audience in they'll come and see you once and if you're not as good as as you are and if you can't keep them in there they're not going to come back and they're never going to come back well there's a there's a theory about like capitalism which i believe is so like kevin hart is a perfect example of this is like people go to see kevin hart not because kevin hart is a good comedian because you can say you've seen kevin hart yeah the same way you can go i went to see the new york yankees i went to see the new york yankees play the arizona diamondbacks i could not tell you the score i just remembered what yankees yeah, yeah, yeah. could not tell you anything that happened but i can say i went to see it yeah. that's the same with like kevin hart yeah it's just i got to go to see got to go and see kevin hart in an arena and what what did he do he went out and was Kevin Hart, like, yeah. and and I had a few friends who went to see him at a club in London. He, he, he everyone knew he was dropping in, and I was like, "Was it good?" And they were like, "Someone made a really good point." And they went, "It's like he knows which bit's going to come a meme." Oh, yeah. So he everything is for every aspect of it is thought about marketing, which <laughs> it's it's a genius. Yeah, 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 it's genius. But as as. As a purist when I need to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a purist when I'm not being an absolute fucking hypocrite. Uh, man, we all got... I believe that we all could write a fucking bunch of jokes that we know would smash on the fucking algorithm, right? In just terms of, like, points to hit, facial expressions to make, cadence, and, 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 and it's not catchphrase comedy, but it's the equivalent of it sort of now, which is like, this is the easiest. So we could all do that, but 
then you're then then you're not doing comedy as yourself. Then then you're then you're going down the path of like so many. And, and I'm not going to mention any names because it's a public episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to stop getting in shit on podcasts. I, every time I go to do someone's podcast, I get like a message from someone afterwards going, "Hey man, like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, man, like why look, why did you do that?" And I go, "I don't know." <laughs> I I, lo- I like I like when we're a bit bitchy. Now don't get me wrong, I would be so fucking hypocritical because if somebody was bitchy about me on a podcast, God, I'd stew about it. God. The, the messages in the group chat. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And they can be making perfectly good points as oh, well. Absolutely, about you. very valid criticism. <laughs> just about my stand-up, yeah. just about my structure. They'd be like, you know, it's very, it is kind of predictable that in the last fifteen minutes he's always going to fucking make a point, and it does feel like he's running out of stuff to say at the end. So, and I'd be like, that's fucking 4am everyone else asleep <laughs> like, I ever see this fucking person in my life they're getting battered they're getting battered and then you'd meet them and they'd be so nice to you and you'd be like I was so wrong I was so wrong not about if, them not if they publicly besmirched me earlier I do not I do not forgive um you know god I would yeah I I, I if everyone likes bitching when they're doing the bitching it's mm. a fun gossipy thing it's, it's just it's a social thing I really like all the fucking drama on the American comedy scene. The like, uh, and, because, and because they've had podcasting and, and really professional podcasting for way longer than we have, I'm not including this in professional podcasting, by the way, yet. But like, in terms of we've only, have a word of, of basically sort of done the first step in the UK for doing what America's been doing. Yeah. Other people are doing it now and there's now, I, and I hope it will grow into there actually being a podcast scene in the UK as well as a fucking comedy scene. Man, we 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 gotta get that fucking drama. There are like videos with 1.5 million views on YouTube of just some regular everyday person explaining all the drama from the American. Oh, like Tiger Belly and Brendan. Tiger Belly, Brendan Shaw, yeah. fucking Bert Kreischer, and uh, uh, Bobby Lee. Like their manager wouldn't work together. All the fucking bitch in there. It's I'm like, oh, that's really tasty, and that like or. It's a part of myself. It's the part of me that likes reality television. Yeah, it is. It does sell. I, I the person I've been trying to always create beef with is Grace Campbell. I've done it again. I've done it already. That's fine. Expl- uh, explain to explain to listeners who don't know Grace. It's it's bizarre because it's like her dad is Alistair Campbell. Yeah, I'm not one to like, talk about nepotism. To her Alistair own. Campbell uh, is a spin. Was hired by Tony Blair's government to be a spin doctor to lead us into the Iraq War. Yeah. So he was in charge of making sure all of the media w- was there to be like, there are weapons of mass destruction. destruction. We must invade Iraq. And now we wear shirts saying refugees welcome. And it's like, because you caused them. This is, this is what are you on about? This is, this is, it's like Mike Tyson wearing a shirt saying, this is what a feminist looks like. It's what the fuck is going on? Like you can't be that guy. And, and he, and, and also sorry, Alistair. I don't believe it's growth. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I believe it's growth of your bank account. I believe the reason you're now saying taking the refugees is because that's a better public. Well, this is this is the thing that I find with like left wing stuff within comedy. There's comedians I know that I've met who are on stage the most left wing liberal. We need all of this and all of that. Uh, what is it? Hit all the all. I don't want to use the word woke because it's overused, oh, yeah. but all the liberal points that are going to get a round of applause. And I'm like. 
this is the most selfish capitalistic person I've ever met in my life. You're literally talking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop. What are you doing? Why, 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 why are you tearing down the fourth wall? What is this? Daniel's going to bleep out the names, but if you want to hear him, sign up to the Patreon. We've got... So, which I don't... As I get older, I don't really have issue with because I get the game's the game. I understand. I am also complicit in it. I myself am a hypocrite. I myself do things like that. But Grace Campbell does stand up and it's comedy for women who love brunch. That's what it's for. Right? Like that's that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's not aimed for me. Mm-hmm. It's not aimed for me and it should exist and I'm not aimed for her. Yeah. That we we can both coexist. But it's absolutely yeah, but she does these videos with her dad and everyone's kind of like I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like it did lead us into the Iraq War. Like yeah, it was like, a little bit. Yeah. It was a little bit, you know. And, and babies lost legs, mm, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some bad stuff happened as well. Yeah. And there was, <laughs> but then as well, you, you're there going like, you know, so every night I hate to work, but like you know when you go, are we in a fucking simulation? What's Okay, I, uh, I, I've never uh, met uh, Grace. I've never met her as well, and I've heard she's lovely, and I imagine she is, and she seemed. Well, you know, I was, I was, I was going to say just the obviously. Not me to, and her not don't to, do the same gigs. No, no, you don't do the same yeah. gigs, but just to do, do a comparison, but not to to compare you. You know, she's got famous dads. You've got a, a famous, famous dad. dad. Yeah. You're both in stand, and you are you don't do stand up with anything like your dad. So you're a very different person to your yeah, father, yeah. like a really different person. And not to say that you differ too much politically. Like I would, you're, it's fair to say you're left leaning. Yeah, yeah, very hey, left leaning. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not as far left as your dad, mind you. Now in his old age, is he getting a bit? Oh, I've got a bit about it in my show. Is he? Yeah, oh. Mark's going to say something about the trans one day. That ain't going to go down well. Like, no, no, he, 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 I've got it in my show. It's about like he can't keep up and we can't expect him to keep up. Yeah. Because as you get older, it's it's very pe- very easy for people, I think, on the left to not understand what... The left is a broad spectrum. It's a broad thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a... There's Left s- is a broad spectrum, and it also contains most of the people on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Think of any spectrum. Uh, All the, if, if there's one of them, they're not, they're mostly on the left wing. But I think I think as people get older, and there'll be a social issue they don't understand, and like classic liberalism is, you know, especially my dad's liberalism is like, oh, pay to work as well. Maybe billionaires should be taxed on their billions. That's a thing that we should have. Whereas when you've got people who are now who are I, I and i see this a lot in london i think what happens is people come from privileged backgrounds they feel guilty about being privileged so they then go really hard on uh social issues yeah. that don't particularly affect everyone I, i'm gonna need you to stop going at me on this <laughs> <laughs> what like uh, me, what? me and kai don't necessarily like jail and have the best partner all the time but he's never come for me like you've come for me <laughs> <laughs> but what's your point where like how far are you from tory now oh i've a fair bet like i'm like if it, I, i'm i'm disgusted by like the 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 amount of money I I earn, uh, which is why I pay, and I'm very angry about the tax I pay. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 it's. But you're not in. You're not in. You you're like wealthy, but you're not in. Like you get to go to the party where they eat a baby wealthy. No, no, Do you no, know no, what I mean? No. You're not. You're not. No, there's no, no. a different. You're not in offshore account. God no. That 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 there's a different. 
it's a weird thing. Like, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a multi-millionaire. I'm yeah. not anywhere like in, in, in like that. But in terms of like who I'm f- friends with and who I know and 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 and, and comedy and doing, uh, you know, quite quite well in that sense. Yeah, God. In terms of how far away am I away from Tory? First of all, never, because as a Scottish person, it's just not going to happen. And I and I hate to get political on this podcast and I hate to insult people, but I have said it before and I have said it again. Scottish Tories are the equivalent of it. Do you remember the movie 300? Yeah. You remember that wee gross guy that betrayed all out. of the three? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what a Scottish Tory is. Right, okay. It's yeah, to yeah. fully ignore. You can. You don't have to be fucking SB. You don't have to be Labour. You, you can be Green. Yep. You can be fucking. You can be any Scottish party you want, any party you want. But if you're a Scottish Tory, I'm like, you've not read a history book. You've not read a newspaper in 20 fucking years. It's just, it's, ugh, ugh. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I, but wait, but does that, in, is, does it exist? Like, is that in a Daily Mail there's within a, you? There's a, there's a, there, how far away am I from right wing is a different question. Yeah, is that, like, at what point are you like, you're paying your tax bill and you're just going, like, I'm not going to vote for them, but if they win, like, <laughs> oh, oh. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm, I, I'm actually the opposite. If the Tories win the next election is when I will absolutely start donating mass amounts of money to charity for the tax breaks. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because that, that's the only, because tax is meant to be, and the reason I don't mind being taxed a lot of money is because I earn a lot of money. And in a fair fucking system, those who earn more should pay more fucking tax because even though, uh, before I was a dad, I was paying tax for schools that I wasn't. It doesn't matter. That's what tax is. You give to society, you chip into the fucking system. I earn more, I pay more. I understand that. But to watch all the money I put in go nowhere fucking near mm. anything they fucking said is if the Tories get back in again, I will go, my money is much better being handed directly to a fucking charity, directly to a charity, and then I will absolutely lower how much tax I have to pay every year so that I can guarantee that the money I give away goes to places where it's being used correctly. Would you send Kaylin to private school? So. Because he's... Oh, but right, so. On, on, on principle, no, absolutely not. Um, because the people I know who went to private school suck and the people who went to... Uh, I, I know it's not public school because public school is sometimes pri- private school. Public school is private school in the UK, but yeah. it's confusing. They just call it that. Yeah. Uh, but a state school is a non-paid school. Yeah, so, yeah. So, 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 so state school. So it's so when I went to fucking state school, uh, everyone there is like sound or fucking neds and chavs or whatever. I went to state school. Um, it's now, the school I went to is now one of the problem schools in Scotland. Right. Like there, there was a there was a video that went around on TikTok like a couple of months ago of like this kid beating the fucking shit out of another kid in the classroom with the teacher going, "Stop! That yeah. was that was Wayne Academy. That was yeah. my that was my high school." <laughs> you feel a bit proud, <laughs> man. It was nowhere near that hard when I was there. Like like occasionally people got their heads kicked in, and you heard about the fucking fights and stuff, and you know I saw violence, but you know I I I don't think necessarily more than any other school, and it was always dealt with. It was like the teachers were never like you fucking fully deserve that but there was a school that was closer to me that I was meant to go to for high school that my parents decided to not send me to because they knew I was soft I I always thought the reason I went to a different high school uh, was just because 
they, they thought there was like a better education system there. I found out later on in life the reason was because because my sister died when I was in primary six and because I was soft before that anyway and because I was a little emotional boy. Um, the school nearest me, uh, Buckhaven High School, which I'm sure has improved by now, a teacher was thrown out of the window by a pupil. Amazing. Yeah, you can't be turning up to that school with, so, a, with a bereavement and giving the kids that ammunition. Oh, <laughs> right? You can't, I, you can't turn up to that school with a dead disabled sister. <laughs> no. And they're like... No, one of of them's going to be good at rapping and and make some horrific rhymes. I would have been. I would have been. I would have been a better comic though. You (laughs) like had I gone there, would have been a better comic. I had at my uh, my school I went to was a performing arts school, but it wasn't. Like it wasn't at all. It was a school in West Norwood, and next to West Norwood is Tulse Hill, which is where all like massive gang. Like so, Tulse Hill used to war with Brixton. Okay, that's like where. So all the kids from when there. You, when you say war, because like so, Buckhaven had a rivalry with a fucking, oh stabbed uh, shit shootings. Oh, uh, cool. like shit like that. Oh, like, real uh, ones, real genuine. Because uh, there was there was Buckhaven and it wasn't Kinghorn. I know it's not Kinghorn. All the fifers that are about to fucking yell at me. The school's not there anymore. But it was between Buckhaven and Leaven. There was a high school there. Uh, where apparently one day, they had a rivalry because they were the closest to each other. Pupils from Buckhaven High School tore down a lamppost and like 15 of them carried it like a barge to the other school to do damage and then got there and, and realised they weren't storming a castle. <laughs> they could just walk through the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, <laughs> they built one of those things, those medieval siege things. <laughs> like at no point at the other high school were they like, up the drawbridge! Yeah, wonderful. They come from Buckhaven. <laughs> I had to fucking work. When did this go? Alexander the Grey? What the fuck was that? Yeah. Just trebuchets yeah. of like, yeah. like cav- stones. A cavalry division to go to a school fight. All the stones land on the top. They're like, oh god, they're throwing stones. Those aren't the stones. Oh my god, it's the drama team. <laughs> um, sorry, you were saying. No, so that's. So at my so the way like South London works is when I speak to Kai and all of Kai's mates, all of Kai's mates are good at fighting because they had to be good at fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all went and got into fights. No one in South London is particularly good at fighting because you get stabbed. So like by the time a fight happens, someone stabs someone. There was multiple stabbings outside my school. Like really multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was all sorts of matters. When you say multiples, do you do you mean like multiple multiple stabbings? Like like somebody was stabbed multiple times, multiple um, times? There was we, we used to have to get searched by the police every now and then. The police uh, would what come. Are you America? Yeah, the, the police would come into school and search everyone. Because uh, there was this lad. I'll change his name for this story. Let's call him Nikki. And I was never there when anything happened. Uh-huh. I always bit of a coincidence re- if you ask me I but don't know was, if you uh... it was like there was always the two fights that we had with other schools I was never there I would never have been invited to the fight I wasn't there it was, I didn't move in that circle <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I would have been I would have been invited I'd have been left Dear out Dear Alex <laughs> hope you can attend this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was a school at the road called St. Joseph's and I used to have to get the 468 or the 196 to go that way. Everyone else went to Tulsa. Those are buses, by the way. Those are numbers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the kids who live to Tulsa will go this way. I'd have to go up and go that way. There was a fight with St. Joseph's that ended up with someone from my school stabbing one of them multiple times, putting them in hospital. I came back 
from half term and there was a huge assembly about this where like the police were speaking the head teacher was like we're gonna find out who did this from this school you're gonna go to prison and the school did such little investigating because I went into English class and in front of everyone went, who did that? And people just went, oh, it was Nikki. And like the teacher just <laughs> pretended not to hear it. <laughs> we were like, oh yeah, yeah, when Nikki stabbed that kid. <laughs> like, and But there was no one called Nikki Moss. I've changed the name. And that was the, there was, so that's how sort of South London was. So you didn't really have these, you, you couldn't go have a fight with people because yeah. someone had a cousin or someone had a brother. Who was a, there was a guy, two kids from my school had a fight the two really hard lads we used to have the uh, on Tuesday was our, it's not a B tech. It was, the, it was this thing they introduced when we were in year nine where I did performing arts and other kids went and learned how to become a mechanic. Cause at my school, they were like, listen, there's not a lot of rocket scientists here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of you go to college and you do this mechanics course. Two of the and kids. I think a lot of you should get into being chefs since all of you seem to have knives. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to be very passionate about knives. So I could teach you how to leave a smaller exit wound. <laughs> so these two kids had a fight. One of the lads knocked the other boy out, like beat the shit out of him. He called his brother. His brother turned up with a gun, pointed it at them, fuck, and then made him beat the fuck out of the boy and knocked him out in front of everyone. Um, the school couldn't exclude anyone because no one had technically really it was just like it had been a fight yeah but no one had technically they couldn't exclude the guy who brought the gun because he wasn't it's not within the school well, well, first, well, he had a gun uh, yeah it's not in you're expelled <laughs> what sorry i meant you got a name in french They're like this is out of our jurisdiction yeah. this is we can't yeah. we, can, we can't give him the detention yeah so man i'm sorry I, 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 yeah 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 so this beef went on for years and it was like proper tit for tat. And the lad I knew, Alfie, he, uh, no, fuck it, that's his name, was fine. And he, he, uh, he put a bike lock on the other kid's bike so he couldn't then remove his bike, Great. which is fucking funny. Great. So the other lad who I knew, I wasn't good mates with the other lad, I was mates with the other guy, but we were all on the same football team and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just went, oh, what he did was quite funny, but he went, just no, like, I'm going to get him. And he waited eight months until they came into, at the end of an English exam for our GCSE, they were like, by the way, you're all now on study leave. They wouldn't tell us when we were going on study leave because they thought we'd do something. So they were like, "You, by the way, you're all now on study leave. So oh, hold, hold on, hold on. They're, so they were like, their theory was, if we tell you study leave is in two weeks, you're going to spend the next two weeks just going chaotic because you know the end is in sight. Yeah. So literally they came in with a fucking starter pistol and like, <laughs> Exams! The, the, you know, like when a nightclub just ends, the lights come on abruptly and some doormen come in and push you out. That was that was it. And uh, God, we went to different schools. We knew when study leave was, we had leavers discos. Oh, no, that was... to get the teachers to sign our yearbooks. None of that. And so we walk out and man this they boy. didn't they didn't get people to sign our yearbooks but what i did carve my initials into our math teacher's back <laughs> and he says he still remembers me i, I guess i must have been really good at um equations and, yeah man, and we walk out and he just walks over and beats the fuck out of this kid who locked his bike up like like a proper like so bad that cars are driving along are like stopping to pull him off like it yeah. was just an absolute smackdown and I didn't, I didn't enjoy it because I was like, it's kind of fair. And then like these other kids jumped in and I pulled one of them up. I was like, no, 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 no. This, can't come like a, this can't come like a group exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that was that, that was how we left. That was like year eleven, the leavers. And then I got um, banned from study leave because I went into geography one day and just was like, "This is fucking shit. Why are we even hit? Like, what's the point of this?" Because you used to have to go back in. I honestly thought you were going to say I got expelled because I walked into geography and said, "Where am I?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got I got um, I got expelled from sixth form. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got expelled from sixth form. Nothing cool. I just I had this scheme where. You used to get a 15-minute detention for being late. Uh-huh. But I'd have to go into form. So the way my sixth form worked was you'd go into form, you'd then do a double lesson. But I was like, there's no point going into form. I just... what's for, Sorry, explain form. So you me. go in for 20 minutes, your form tutor goes, hey, you're all here. You sit there for oh, 20 minutes. So, so, so we, registration. We, yeah, we called it reg, registration, yeah. You go in, she take, you, you've got your own little group of kids. They're like, you're all here. She puts into the system. Got yeah, it. Yeah. And I worked out, all right, well, it's a 15-minute detention. That's a 20-minute class. I get a 15-minute detention at the end of the day for not turning up. But that saves me five minutes. So I'm in profit of five minutes, so I just won't go in for that. I bet your math teacher was fucking raging watching you do this, like, time thing. Being like, if I get this detention now and I miss that class, then I'm technically missing seven and a half minutes of English. And your math teacher's just like... Do this in class! Do this in class! Oh, when there was a scheme, I was so good at (laughs) And then then I would just start turning up like 40 minutes late to the the actual lesson. I started getting cocky. You know, like, you know, someone who's like, I'll nick a tenner from the the cash register. No one's going to notice it. And suddenly it turns to 50 quid and it's 100 quid. And all of a sudden it's, and um, it just kept adding up and up. And there was this one lesson we had. I never went to it from when the first day I went to this for. And this was a good my I'm nepo, my mum works at the other school. That's how I got in. My life is pure. So you are ne- a nepo, I'm baby. Pure nepotism. Nothing <laughs> in my life has ever been earned. Uh, it was called Harris Academy, Crystal Palace. No, that's not true. Your shoddy reputation. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked hard on that. So I, I was like, I wouldn't turn up to things. I just, and then they were eventually. We went for. A, we were, I went to parents meeting. And they just sat my dad and my mum down. And man, they brought up like a file of like things that had been registered about things I did in class. One of them was me and my mate went and had a game of tennis in the corridor. There was these tennis rackets and a tennis ball. And we just didn't go to class and we were just playing tennis. Mm. And I don't think anyone ever saw it. And then I just like, my psychology teacher was like, one day Elliot didn't turn up to class because he was in the corridor playing tennis with Jacob. And I was going... All right, well, written down, that looks very bad. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything cool. <laughs> written down. As as if at one point you were going to be like, actually, actually, mum and dad, we actually have the security cam footage. <laughs> as you can see, I won. <laughs> so am I now in less trouble? And I never did anything cool to get kicked out. Yeah. I It was just an amalgamation. An yeah, 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 yeah. Just so many things. And one of them was uh, I bunked off a lesson. I just, I just, there was this day... I don't know if you ever had this at six. Did you you go sixth form? Of course I did. Yeah. So there was a day where we had to go in and do this study thing. That wasn't anything to do with anything we were doing. And I was like, this is a fucking waste of my time. This is pointless. That's the reason I'm a good stand-up is because I think like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I can cut through stuff normally. But I was going, you had to wear like a suit to the sixth form. It was it was pretty... Well, I, I had to... People we, go to Oxford and Cambridge from here. It's not... Wade Academy, we had to wear a shirt, tie, trousers, shoes, and a blazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, this, like, people go here. If you live in Croydon, this is, like, as good as some private schools, this place. This is a good sick form. You want to go here. Everyone studies hard. The stabby one. 
No, no, no. This is a different place. Oh, this is Harris Academy. Sorry, understood. The, the, the place I went to Norwood School, that was... But this place, there was no stabby people. It was all very... It was... Where I went to... Uh, was comprehensive Norwood School from like 11 to 15, the, the worst anyone did was smoke weed. Okay. And like even like a shot of vodka, you'd be seen as a bad guy if you went to a party and did that. Yeah. Like, whoa, this guy gets fucked up. I turned up to this place and it was my first time meeting people who'd done like MGMA and Coke. I didn't know that, that like... In uh, school? Yeah. These guys, oh. these, these these people were way more into partying and stuff. It was, it in was more... The, in fucking high school. It, it, well, they, it was sixth form. They were more, they were more... That doesn't They were more middle class, so they had more access to like money. It was like the kids in my other school were selling it. These guys were doing it. That's oh. the way I'd describe it. Okay, okay. My dad could have just sent me private school and all of this could have been avoided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, then what would, you, what would we talk about? Oh, the, the awful things that we get up to at private school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get yeah. they do it way worse. Like, if you ever talk to Tom Horton about, like, what the pranks people do on each other, it's got funding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. State-funded state bullying. Yeah, yeah. But that, uh, so at sixth form, I, I just sucked out, but I met, like, groups of people and started going out, and, like, that's when I started partying and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is way funner yeah. than going to school. Yeah. And it was also, I was an arsehole. You met me, what, maybe two years after that? I was an arsehole at that point because I was always like the fat, ugly emo kid. And then I went to this other, in my last year of school, I'd like lost weight, started boxing, started like looking after myself a little bit yeah. and started getting a bit of attention. Didn't know how to do deal yeah. with any Never lost it. that love of emo girls though, did you? No, no, no. <laughs> my, my one weakness. <laughs> oh, that, oh man, my Insta DMs. That, man, you read out my Insta DMs and furniture floats. <laughs> <laughs> I have a line in my show that it's just a fucking tag and it only makes me laugh. Occasionally I'll get a big laugh from one person and it's just like I'm talking about a fucking lion. And I'm just describing the lion as sad, and I'm like, it's got, it's got purple in its ma uh, mane over its eye. It's listening to my chemical romance. Uh, it's asking you to be its other half on Bebo, and it will give you the best head of your teenage years. <laughs> that's what an emo is to me. Like four guys are like, four yeah. Guys are like, yeah. <laughs> Whereas all the people that grew up like Neds, they were yeah. like, man, I just got like toothy, pierced tongue blowjobs. I didn't get anything when I was a, when I was a teenager. I did not like nah. Nah, until I started, like, I got laid a little bit before I did comedy yeah. here and there. But it's when I started. I remember I did a gig when I was 17. How old was I? Maybe I was 16. And, like, a 26-year-old woman took me out afterwards, like, made out with me and stuff. And I could not fucking believe it. She was hot as well. Yeah. Like, I could not believe what was happening. Aye. And I remember just being on the tube going home, like, this is the best fucking job ever. This is, this is fucking incredible. And that started a, a whole fucking weight of issues that a therapist is going to make a lot of money off one yeah. day. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was like, about, that was, what's your relationship like with your mother? Uh, Smell my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, God. <laughs> that tells me everything I need to know, Mr. <laughs> Well, it's not your mother. And that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, that was that was because uh, you started uh, you started at sixteen, right? Shagging? No, it was comedy. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, technically, yeah, 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 yeah. I did a I did like a comedy course for a week, which ended in like a gig in front of 
family members, friends, and, and the other people's family members. So I don't really consider that as my first gig. Yeah. I did the stand when I was 17, and that was me. Right. Yeah. How, how, how regularly, when did you start gigging regularly? Oh, straight away. So this is, a, it's got any Scottish comedians that listen to this, which I I, I bet I could do on one finger. Um, Red Raw, which is the beginner's night in uh, the stands, uh, it's waiting list now, I believe, is something like, 16 to 20 or 18 to 24 months like it's a oh, long yeah. lot pre-covid it was something like fucking two years when i started the waiting list and people were bitching about it back then being like hey the fucking waiting list is like three four months long man like it can take a while like even if you have your first gig it can take a while for the second because uh, frankie had taken me to the stand one night to see when kevin bridges was on uh, tom stayed was on i think it was like the launch of the 2007 uh f- stand fringe party like he'd introduced me to enough sort of people there and had mentioned my name to like eva so when i applied she said yes straight away so i got home when i was like 17 right and then and then and then i got given it pretty quick afterwards but i will also say from very early on i was regularly and like one of the best on the bill like i was always good okay don't be wrong i still fucking bombed but in terms of how big the Scottish comedy scene was at the time, uh, how many new comedians were coming through it. And just like, I was, man, I was just autistic with it. I was like, I would write everything out. I would make sure everything was gag heavy, heavy. And I was very confident. So I just fucking, I, I was good early on. Yeah. I, I, like I, 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 I didn't bomb until like my 22nd gig. Yeah. I remember the first time I bombed. Yeah. Uh, up the Creek. So I got like. Up the Creek was mine. No way. Yes. Up the creek. So I got put in this way fit. I got picked up very early on through pure fucking nepotism stuff. We'll never deny that. And I would go on in the middle of comedians doing their Edinburgh previews at some of these comedy clubs through off the curb. The agency that my dad's with absolutely always owned that. Like it'd be rude of me to lie about that. But I was going on at 16 and fucking murdering with shit. Absolute dog shit. So how were you murdering them? Was it just the... A confidence and the spectacle of a 16-year-old. If I looked back oh, at it... Oh, I, I absolutely... I was getting huge laughs when I was 17 because I was working from such a low place of expectation. Any tw- any mid-20s comedian, uh, any woman mm. that walks on stage, there is this, they go, all right, why don't you fucking press me? The novelty of seeing a child on stage makes everyone go, yeah. this will be shit. And then if you're even just this funny... Through the roof, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think it was like my ninth gig. I was doing up the creek, and I, I think I'd maybe done it once before. And I, I went on, and for ten minutes, like, and I'd been killing everything. Like I'd been killing everything. Exact same material. Exact same cadence. I went on, and like I can still remember the sweat pouring off me as it started going wrong now if i die i'd fucking tell him a fuck i don't yeah like oh. but i died and i went backstage i went up there and i cried and i called my dad and was like i don't want to do it anymore and my dad went yeah i've been waiting for this call my dad just <laughs> yeah. went my dad went yeah because my, my dad was telling me he would go to his but like his mates who were comics would find out i'm doing comedy and i'd go how's he getting on he's going he's doing too well and that guy's he died yet, and he go nah. And they went, that's when you'll know if he wants to do it. Yeah. And then I did it, and they was, and my dad went, you know, you know that, you know that old phrase that everyone sort of has. I don't know if it's as popular nowadays, which is like you, you point at someone who's been obnoxious, and you go, you can tell they've not been punched. Yes. You can tell a new comic who hasn't bombed. 
Oh, so uh, and they come easily. sit backstage like they own the place. <laughs> oh, and you're my, like, yeah. oh, like I used to walk oh. backstage at the stand after ripping five minutes to all these professionals, yeah. just doing a new tie, ten, new five, being like, so uh, any of you plan to beat that <laughs> thing I rehearsed over a thousand <laughs> times? I had, I had one, um, I think I called you after it. I had uh, the times I've cried in comedy. I I wasn't on the circuit yet, and it was back when if you got the comedy store, you were on the circuit. Oh, yeah. So the way it used to work for people listening is if you got the comedy store, you got every gig. Every gig had to book you mm -hmm. because that was so hard to get. Yeah, man. It'd be like in your first season signing for fucking Manchester United. Yeah. Like at that point, Cheltenham don't get to bid on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly that. I, was, I wasn't really on the circuit and I was going through the hardest stage of comedy is that bit where you're not quite on the circuit, but you're, you're better than the open mic gigs, yeah. but you're you're not quite got a 20 yet. No, no, no. And also a lot of your career is down to your ability to schmooze. Yeah, yeah, which I sucked at. I, yeah. I pissed oh, everyone. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, you I, fucking did. You sucked. Piss, I would piss everyone off. Yep. And I, I went on at the store and I fucking demolished, like demolished the gig, right? And I come off and you have to go back for a chat with Don Ward, who runs the store. Yeah. And you'd go in and Don Ward's job and pride and joy in his life is ripping people apart. And it's a good thing. And this is where I think now where people... Here's a Don Ward story just to put this into context. An American comedian who will remain nameless came over, uh, uh, signed up to do the store. Uh, and beforehand was like, I'm going to blow the fucking roof off this place. You've seen the rooms I play in America. I'm going to fucking destroy it. This roof's going to be gone. Where do you see this? Goes out, does 20 minutes to fucking tepid fucking... Not a death, not yeah. a death death but just a fucking tepid response. And Don Ward opens up the door, walks backstage and just goes, Riff's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he, he uh, he's a good person to have a show, but like, there's always this, there's this kind of thing now, and I hear new people say it, and like, you know, the, the bullying within comedy and all of this, is it whatever. It's like, that shit kind of needs to happen to, you weed out the weak in this job. That's how it's done. You 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 get rejected. Yeah. You better turn back. And we up. just mean we just mean spiritually weak. Those are people you're still allowed to make fun of. Not physically weak. Not even well, comedically weak. Fair enough. But like people who you have to be able to handle rejection in this job. And I know for anyone that's listened to this podcast, will regularly point out all the times that I've poorly handled rejection. But I'm still here, and you're still fans. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I I go back for the chat. And he's just like, yeah, you're not ready to play yet. He went, um, I know like the comics you hang out with. He went, you're trying to replicate what they do. You're not very good. He went, because when I first saw you, you were like this young sort of guy who could go and I thought you were very good. He goes, I can tell you've hung out with like Daniel Sloss a bit now because you're going on and talking about doing drugs and smoking weed and things like that. And that's not what I, I want you to do here. I don't think it's very good. I think you need to go back and do what you used to do. It's, it's a no, and we'll come back in 18 months. I just said, thank you very much. And I just walked, sat into Leicester Square and just burst into tears. You did call me uh, I was like, I was like, are you, I couldn't fucking believe it. Like, and I had my, I was like, if I just get this, it's, and then the time I got the store was when I turned up and didn't give a fuck. 
yeah, yeah. No, I turned up and I, I was like, because well, that, that, that was you being an actual fucking comedian. Like, there's sometimes when you're so nervous and it's a big gig and you're putting so much focus into it that you're not being natural. It's a yeah. performance, right? And I think, you know, fucking promoters and bookers can fucking see through that and, like, hey, man, that was technically great. Yeah. That was technically great. That was you doing a rainbow flick and a volley on a training pitch. That's what that was. Yeah. I need to see whether you can fucking dribble against someone else. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Like, can you play within the system? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If there was a fucking... I saw you play to an audience that was shocked that you were young, that was so in the palm of your hand, and I saw you rip. And, and good for you, but... That's not impressive. Yeah. From what I've seen happen here at the store, can I see you come back? Oh, and I, I wasn't good enough to play it. Like, I wasn't good enough to go on in between Glenwall and McFerry. I would have stood no, out. He, 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 you know, no, but that's the pussy spot. That's the... No, no, but, the... but you know what I mean? I wasn't good enough to go on with, like, powerhouses. You, yeah. I hadn't earned that right. I, I, I wasn't good enough. And that's the thing. And I, you look back at that thing, the reason it sucks is because you want to think you're good enough. But you're not. Yeah. So that's when you got like that's why that rejection early on sucks so much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also like you know, fucking. We're, we're, let's be honest. We're straight white men. We're very bad at dealing with no in general. Yeah. And not only should I have got it, I should have been made king of the fucking country. It's like, oh, <laughs> damn right, <laughs> Free Andrew Tate. Free Andrew Tate. Free Andrew Tate. Um, I just to sort of take it back a uh, bit. Uh talking about violence in schools and whether I would send Caelan to private school. The most violent thing I ever saw happen in my school was also uh, followed by the coolest thing I've ever seen a teacher do. Like, it was a real... Le- and the, even a Wade Academy, I know it's, people are shaking on it now. Here's something that I thought was pretty cool. I'm sure there's parents out there that will be like, that's awful and shouldn't have happened. I had a friend called Jordan. Uh, he was fat. He was bullied for being fat. Uh, and 11 and 12 year olds aren't clever with their fat no. selves. It, it's just constant. And he would get bullied every day for being fat on the bus for being fucking fat. Um, he had friends, we have, but, but they were just cunts in school. Um, we get to like fucking, I think, yeah, oh no, no, yeah, we're still, we're still in first year, right? And uh, there are two, oh no, we're in second year and there's two first years walking down uh, the corridor, right? And they're like, oh, that's big fat Morris, my brother. He's he's older than you. He knows he knows you're a big fucking fat cunt. And I'm saying, I'm saying to uh, Jordan, I'm like, just leave it. Like, don't listen to them fucking, they're just arseholes. And they're just giving it fucking all this fucking lip. And uh, then, like, Jordan's getting closer. And they're like, are you going to do anything about it? And then the guy's older brother walks out behind him. He's like, he'll not do anything to you. He'll not do anything. Keep calling him fat. And so just older brother egging on this younger and so my friend Jordan, abuse keeps fucking coming. And Jordan's just getting angrier and angrier. And I can see his like sort of fists balling up. And I'm like, man, we can turn the other way. He's like, no, no, it's fine. He gets up. Now, because he was fat, he wasn't just fat. He was a big kid. Oh, this right, was, yeah, yeah. This is a guy who eventually became like 6'3 and broad and big. Yeah, lifts like, weight sort of, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. a big fuck. And that's, don't get me wrong, he had puppy fat, but what they thought was fat was just a very large 12-year-old. Yeah. Um, he grabbed the older the older brother by the scruff of his fucking blazer and put his head through his fucking fuck. nose. Guy gets hit in the nose, his head goes back against the fucking wall he's against, like, so it's two fucking things, fully unconscious down at the fucking ground. The two, the younger brother and his friend freak the fuck out, start crying, run off down to reception to fucking grass on us. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm like, tomorrow, what do we do? What do you do? He's like... I don't know. 
but that felt good. <laughs> yeah, that, that felt good. And then like the sort of shock yeah. of what he did had sort of kicked into him and like, and then he started getting like really upset. And then, and by the way, the guy on the floor like was getting him, was just going to be like, oh, I'll fucking get you. Well, yeah. going away and fucking crying. We're in math next class and uh, we're just waiting for somebody to walk in and be like, Jordan's required interception. Sure enough, 50 minutes into class, Jordan required interception. I demand to my fucking teacher, I'm like, I'm going to go down. I saw the whole thing. I'm a witness. I'm going to go down there. I go down there. I'll not mention the name of the fucking, uh, the rector. That was the name of our head teacher, rector. I'll not mention the name of our rector because I loved the man. Uh, but this is probably not the, I think it's cool, but it's probably no, not how he's, not he's teaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in 2000s. Yeah. Um, we went down, I being the anxiety-ridden little fucking kid I am, barely a teenager, just be like, this is what happened, this is what happened, this is what happened. He's a good rector. He's got a school of 800, 900 pupils. He knows what's going on. He knows who gets bullied. We've complained about Jordan's bullying before. Uh, and he just listened to me fucking rant for like seven minutes, looks over at Jordan and go, are you okay? And Jordan was like, yeah. And he goes, are you going to do it again? And Jordan was like, no. And the rector went, I don't think you'll need to. Um, that's not how we solve problems. I, I'm, I'm sorry it came to this. I probably should have interfered sooner. But also, I, you can't be seen to leave here without a punishment. And he went into his drawer and he pulled out like all the lines he said other kids do, like, mm -hmm. you know, over and over again. And he got two of them out and he erased the name at the top of both of them. Oh, great. <laughs> and went, write your name on both of those. You did those lines. That was your punishment. <laughs> oh, what a dude. What a fucking but, dude. Uh, proper teacher. Teachers like that were always the best. Yeah. But, the ones but, who let you get away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this was a teacher, like, very much was, like, very con conscious of what had been going on. Like, could see, could see the fear in both of our fucking faces. I'm like, man, yelling at you is not going to do fucking shit. Like, you're already beating yourself. And Jordan felt guilty about what he did for months afterwards. Like, he was really terrible. Like, that was a little boy becoming aware of his own strength yeah. like you know I don't get me wrong when he grew up he did become one of my friends that I regularly hid behind <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that uh, those that, those little life lessons in school because we, we, what I learned from school was just lessons on life like I talk shit and oh man when I was in year 11 I got beat up by year 7 Oh, what yeah yeah three years younger like four <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Daniel, basic math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was 15, this kid was 11, and I, we were giving him shit, and one of them came up, and we started, like, grabbing each other, and this kid just swept me, and I went in the ground in front of everyone, and everyone was like, ah! And, man, every day, I feared these year sevens coming up. Like, I was so scared. <laughs> it's like that bit in fucking Step Brothers, where they're, like, where they get beat up by the little kids, and the parents are like, maybe you should just find a different route home from yeah. school. So, oh, they made me eat white dogs. <laughs> I would see these year sevens coming and I'm like twice the size of them and I'm like oh no oh they're back and they would oh it was fucking embarrassing that was that was one of the that was one of the most humiliating moments I've ever had in my life in school yeah. that I was like oh, I lost to someone in year seven when I was in year 11 yeah I mean that's I mean I'm, I'm not saying it wouldn't be within my arsenal but that's why I just don't start fights with anyone unless Kai's Right there, really? yeah, really? that was... And even then, he's 40 now. <laughs> I, sh I should probably he's, stop he's doing got, that. He's got a bit late, Diaz, yeah. and he's taken one too many shots. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Uh, so, um, I don't think Natalie will mind me saying this. Um, and, and, and I don't say it, but this is something she has told me 
she went to private school and she and we've had this discussion about whether we would send our children to private school and she is she's like when we were in private school once a week we were brought to assembly and they just told us that we were better and smarter and and nicer and all that and just would praise you are objectively better than all these other kids um and and i'm like oh, i don't know if i could the, the, I don't know, I, I, the, like I, I, I liked going to state school, even though it was fucking rough and scary. I learned how to spot like good people. I learned conflict re- resolution. I learned when to run away. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I learned to gauge people and, and I think that, and also I was never told that I could be anything. Teachers were encouraging when they needed to be, but also there are teachers in five, so they would look at a kid and be like. Right, I'm going to do my best with you, but you know, there's only so much we can fucking do here. Uh, state's got like I, I would be happy with whatever Caelan wanted to be. I feel like if you send someone to a private school, there is always going to be this pressure of, you know, if you go to private school, you've either got to be a politician, a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, finance. or finance, or work in the arts. And that yeah. and that's the left field that ten well, percent. The reason they go into the arts, my theory on that, is because they can't reach the heights their parents have hit within a financial world. So they have to go into a thing where it's completely different yeah. and can it, it excel in that part. But that thing that you're saying, Natalie said, that's what you pay to go to private school for. You're paying to go to private school. So, for example, like if I go have a meeting with someone in London, like a television company, and I walk into a, a restaurant and there's fucking Latin on the wall. I'm immediately uncomfortable. I don't understand it. If you've gone to private school, it's kind of like a Freemason thing where you understand you're both comfortable in an environment where you can feel better than people. That's what you're paying to go to private school for. It's the confidence. That's, that's you know, how many people do we know that go to private school who don't get imposter syndrome? And they do to some degree, like I, I imagine they do, but... No, no, but also they should. So, yeah, like, yeah. so many of them, but... There's also people I know who've gone to private school who are incredible, like Alfie Brown. Like, do you know, people like that, you go, I'm... (laughs) Known racist Alfie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Horrific bigot, right-wing shell Alfie fucking Brown. Old GB News Brown. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't use him as a fucking example. Yeah, that's probably a terrible person to have used. But... (laughs) A man who screamed the N-word on stage. I couldn't... The thing about private school is it just gives you confidence. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> hey, if Alfie went to my school, you couldn't have done that routine. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you could have. You just, oh, you just would have had the record amount of stabs. Just, uh, a little bit of slapstick for anyone watching there. Um, yeah, it was. A, but it's that. It is that confidence that you're you're paying for. That's yeah. what it's giving. But then comes the argument where if you're a parent and you're in your position your kid will probably go to state school and have it better than most. And that's a real difficult position for Kaylin to be in because he's not going to be able to potentially relate to, I used to have that. That's why I've got like this faux working class thing about me because I had to seem tough to fit into a school when I came from a middle-class home. Yeah. I mean, my mum was fucking mental. So it managed to give me some thing to bond with people with in that department. And my dad was never around, so I did, you know, I was like, a lot of, you know, other kids like it. I was like, hey, my dad's just on tour. (laughs) My dad's in jail. Yeah, Yeah, well, it's the same thing. My dad left when I was three years old. You're like, tell me, my dad just left last night. Oh, my God, Ellie, that must be rough. He did get back at four in the morning. (laughs) And drove me to school. (laughs) 
<laughs> Talk to me about his gig. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, you know, I think that, I guess, but then there's probably like state schools around here that are decent. I, 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 I don't have a kid in school yet. Here's my native opinion. I think the state schools in Scotland are probably pretty good. I imagine they're nowhere near as terrifying as all of the London schools you've just told me about. Oh, think, London's insane. Yeah, but, and I reckon yeah. I reckon Edinburgh's got good ones. Well, I mean, look, we'll be doing our research in the next couple of years. In fact, do you want to know how fucking hippie Scotland is, right? You know where, where you may have been on the lovely walk over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an estate across the road. It's fucking private land where you're allowed to walk. It's got some old fucking castles on it because we live in Scotland and Edinburgh, obviously. Um, there's this wooded bit, one of the many, many wooded bits, where every time me and Karen walk around... There's like this nursery in the woods for children between the ages of like two and four. And we're like, we have to work out what this school, we have to work out what this nursery is, even if it's fucking private. It's across the road from where we fucking live and it's in the woods. And I want my son to learn in the woods. I want like his nursery to be in the woods outside to appreciate nature, all this stuff. So we are like, how, how do we approach these people? How do we search this? Turns out it's not a nursery. There is a thing in Scotland where once a week nurseries are taken out to that forest just to have well, a day in nature. All nurseries apparently, yeah. or, or not all, but like a lot of them on the fucking scheme. I feel like this is a very safe place to send them to fucking state school. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend went to a, a, a hippie school commune thing. I fucking beg your pardon? Yeah, 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 for like a few years of her life. And she told me this story where they all, like, including the teachers, Didn't went naked, her. naked swimming. I'm not joking. How like, old was she? Like seven. First of all, the most shocking bit about this story is the fact that hippies wash. <laughs> <laughs> once yeah. we, once we, yeah, she hippie. went to school in a Manson family, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, there was a whole, whole module on how to kill Sharon Day. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure how happy I'd be if Kaylin came back from school one day and we went, I went swimming in the lake today with one of the teachers. I'd be like, oh, I don't remember signing that form. Well, uh, this is my, I was like, that's fucking weird. And she was like, no, there was nothing. Don't she, I don't think children should be afraid of nudity, but I think there should also be boundaries on nudity. Well, this is the thing, is because she was like, no, 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 there was nothing sexual about it whatsoever. Of course I'm like, not. I'm like, but even so, like, it's still, and, and yeah, they would, they would like make teepees and stuff. Yeah. And they, all of the, all of this mad shit. And I was just like, what the fuck was going on? But this, I this, bet she grew up more confident and happy than you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, well, that's not difficult. I'm not the base <laughs> level of. I'm not the base level of someone to measure happiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but then again, neither's London, and maybe this is why. <laughs> there was funny guy walking in um, today because Cara went to me like. Oh, oh, did, did you tell it? You no, because it was. I couldn't believe. My, like my dumb bitch wife. <laughs> The, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> the, the, the love of her. And also, like, you've got to do Cara is always the ones where I'm... And not that I am a social hand grenade, but when you're in a relationship, one of you is more anything than the other. So I, I was that in mind, but I would say a joke that would bomb around people who weren't comics. On, and she would always... My ex would always go, I have to warn people. Like, you him. might not like him. Yeah. 
Like at first, he'll at grow first, it. Yeah, grow he's gonna come in and do this, yeah. and then he'll be himself in like two hours once he's finished being comedian. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Canada's yeah, yeah. the exact same fucking explanation. Uh, she is. I'm normally the one that puts my foot in it, says something I fucking shouldn't. Like I fuck up on. Uh, I, I'm normally quite a good secret keeper if I remember that it's a secret. Other yeah. times I'll just throw it in. You come in uh, and Cara <laughs> goes. So how do you feel about your ex being on a date the other day? And I'm like that. that what the so you and your partner broke up some mm. while ago and you'd said to us because we were all friends mm. with her because mm. we've been with her for a while you were like hey guys just don't tell me what she's up to like we, we it's a fine breakup yeah, she's she's gonna be first trapping don't put a picture of it in the group yeah don't, I don't need to be reminded yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's moving on and yeah. I'm happy she's moving on but I have removed myself from seeing her moving on so could you please be friends and not Tell me you're bringing gossip because, you know, it'll make me feel bad. And I think one of one of us did at one point, and that's when you brought it up. And I think in the group... Oh, you did? I, I find it... I've got, like, a real masochistic side to me. So we broke up once before. This is, I'm fucked up, right? So I... Yeah, we know. I, yeah, so I... When we got back together, I, like, wanted to know that she took up with other people. And a bit of me was like, ooh. Like, I... And, like, I in hate... What sense? Just like, yeah, you know, that's kind of hot. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like... Te- like cuck with an asterisk no it made me it made me like feel a slightly emasculated but like also at the same time like I think I because you always you view your partner in a certain way and then you're like oh yeah you went with me and you were going out there and you were still living life like I quite liked it that you were like oh. out there you, you, we were in this sadness but you were still like I'm gonna go get laid yeah, that's yeah. quite cool yeah, 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 yeah. It's absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being like, I'm, 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 I'm sad, but I'm still gonna fucking move on and do the necessary stuff. Oh yeah, and then I, I do I, think it is cuck with an asterisk. But, yeah, it was, it was very funny because I was there. I was like, yeah, but I could knock him out, and she was like, oh no, he was in the Israeli Defense Force. He would, uh, yeah. and bro, and, I, and also I don't care. That doesn't matter to me yeah, at all. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. It's a guy. I was like, oh, and man, you've never seen someone be go so quickly from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. <laughs> Like, in Salah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. uh, I very quickly, like, suddenly found a side to choose. <laughs> so I don't tell Kara that you've told us not to do this because Kara is a very emotionally mature, a very uh, emotionally sensitive, yeah, lovely, yeah. person. Uh, she's very. I mean, she, she's not my therapist, but she does a very good job, which she fucking needs to be. <laughs> then she's just go. So were you sad when you uh, saw your ex was going on a date the other day, and you went, "What do you mean she's going on a date?" It kind of went, whoa, she just posted on Instagram that she was going to go on a date the other day. And you went, I don't follow her on Instagram. It kind of went, what? And I'm like, what? (laughs) What sort of dumb torture? Like, man, it would be the equivalent if when you walked into our house today, if you just walked in with a shirt wearing a a picture of Ray on it. (laughs) Just be like, Cara, how you doing? Why are you crying? Happy to see me? Those look like sad to you. What did I do? Did I not take my shoes off? I found it. I found it. The audacity of what happened so funny you know, that it overrode the. They're like, oh, what the fuck? That because I knew, I knew it wasn't malicious. No, of course, it because, wasn't. So I knew. Like, I was like, oh, this is hilarious that you fucked this up. Yeah. Like, I was like, right, you've got to find this funny immediately. But then I was there, like, what, what did the guy look like? <laughs> <laughs> Did it go somewhere nice? Because yeah, yeah. I always got my my. Did it, did it look expensive? Oh, well, this is look- the thing. My my ex, her in London, she will be able to get like a fucking finance bro. Like so, I when I date in London, 
the girls that I go out with are like in law, in finance. And because I like do comedy in London, I'm more exciting than the finance bro. So I think what happens in London is like women. Because you're a bit of fucking scum. Yeah, exactly. There's, There's no security to you. Oh. There's no foundation. They're like, am I gonna, am I gonna build an entire house on just this like wet sand? Why do we never go to yours? Oh well, my dad would. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, Mark Steele, by the way. You're a fan of a Radio Four, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I always like end up with girls like that who are bored of finance guys and are bored of that stuff because they <laughs> I'm bored of men in finance so I'm going to date a man with no finance yeah 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 I'm going to date uh, oh I'm, pay- I'm paying for this round as well am I <laughs> whenever they're like should we go for cocktails yeah, yeah, yeah. ooh <laughs> version of living dangerously is like I went on a date with Elliot Steele and I just told him to go to the bar and I gave him my card <laughs> it's been seven days and apparently he has three playstations yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, up- I've upgraded to Raya Gold <laughs> <laughs> and so i i've like in my head like whenever i thought about because you do after a breakup you go well i want to know that and i'm just there i'm like oh man i know that guy's gonna have a fucking nice car yeah. like you know when you go like oh hey, i know hey, he's gonna that's it. not that's it first of all that's not necessarily oh, it'll be vacuous yeah. it'll be but uh but it will be that but, but i also think that you I, I i think in that thing you are projecting things that you would see us more impressive about him and not necessarily stuff that she would be more I'm cooler than a nice car and a nice... I, I've yeah. got confidence in my head of, like, I live an exciting life. Like, I live a fun lifestyle. I, I, I've, got, I've got cool things going on. And also, d- d- women are so cool because they look at guys, they'll look at a guy like myself and, like, they'll go, wow, he's trying to do something. That's really impressive. Whereas they kind of sometimes look at guys in finance and that, and they and they will go, this guy's actually quite sad. Mm. He's got his money. He's got this, but he wanted to be a, a opera singer. He wanted to be something. They look at guys in finance and they go, what sort of limp-wristed pressure are you going to be able to put on my neck? <laughs> I don't know. I've I'm met, just I've, not interested. I've met, I've met some of them, man. <laughs> I've well, like, a lot of jiu-jitsu guys are like, for, uh, like jiu-jitsu is like an expensive hobby. Yeah. So a lot of them are always like in banking and in these things. And it's like a martial art with autistic people in it. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, so they get drawn and of to- of course, people who are numbers are- Yeah, yeah. And so like a lot of the people you meet in jiu-jitsu, you find out like, oh, I work for Goldman Sachs or I work, and I can afford private lessons and I can afford mm-hmm. all of these things. So I can get very good at it. So I, I've, I, I lost to a- a guy in a comp twice who my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend came to see one of, and oh man, I did like, I looked this guy up on Instagram afterwards. It's like pictures of him on boats and shit. And he was fucking lovely. Gorgeous. Oh my God. Stunning. And the only thing I had was I was taller than him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're gonna go out with a jacked yeah. and palumper, are you? Yeah, yeah. How's fucking the Hobbit? So you're yeah. doing your little foot. <laughs> they're, they're just tapping out to him. Yeah. Like, well, he's probably affording good steroids. <laughs> um, I, look, I would keep you here forever, but you have a you have a show. What, yeah, what time is it? It's quarter past eight, buddy. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah. you want do you want to plug your show? Uh, I'll be on every night, apart from the fourteenth, at the Delhi Belly, a horrifically named room yeah. at the Underbelly. Uh, it's selling out. It's going well. So if you want to come down, get tickets. It's a really good show. Uh, man, I am genuinely uh, very excited to see it. I'm obviously not going to tell you when I'm coming because I've 
you know, I'll just fucking sneak in the back. Oh, does the soccer put a ticket by? No, 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 no. I always pay. Fair enough. Well, that's not true. I've started to always pay, so now let history show that I've always paid. Yeah, no, no, man, to be very sincere with you, I'm very excited to see your sign-up. I know you've taken it, you know, very seriously, and and the amount of work ethic that you've put in in the past two years shows in your stand-up online. I'm very excited to see it in a full fucking hour. I can't wait. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Very kind. But yeah. yeah, well, and I also have a podcast called BTEC Philosophers and I'm on Instagram at Elliot Steele and all that stuff. It is. And I should probably plug my ex's Insta as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> In case you work in finance. Uh, see you guys later.